Evening Edition is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace is for everyone, whether you need a simple solution to build a site or you want to go all out with code changes on their developer platform. Nearly every level of customization is available. It's incredibly easy to use and backed up by the amazing Squarespace support team, available 24-7. For a free trial and 10% off your subscription, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code EE7. Welcome to Evening Edition for Wednesday, July 31st. Here are some of today's headlines. The latest NSA leaks shed more light on the pervasiveness of government surveillance. Egyptian officials order police to break up pro-Morsi demonstrations. As the U.S. prepares to withdraw from Afghanistan, casualties are on the rise. Polls have closed in Zimbabwe's presidential election. And India's government votes to create a new state. In today's news, the latest release of classified NSA documents that whistleblower Edward Snowden gave to The Guardian describes analysts' ability to access large databases that contain email, online chat, and browsing histories for millions of internet users. The program is called X-Keyscore, and it can be used by agents without any prior authorization. An NSA agent simply needs to complete a simple online form, and the request is not reviewed by a court or any other supervisory personnel. Training documentation shared by Snowden says the program covers, quote, nearly everything a typical user does on the internet, end quote, including the content of emails, websites visited, and searches, and other metadata. Once granted access, analysts can search the available data by name, telephone number, IP address, keywords, language, or even type of browser. Under current U.S. law, the NSA is required to obtain a FISA warrant for surveilling targets that are U.S. residents. However, the X-Keyscore program gives every NSA analyst the technology to access information without a warrant. Declaring the continued pro-Morsi rallies in Egypt a national security threat that has led to terrorism and road blockages, the military-backed interim government ordered the police to end the protests. The directive authorized, quote, all necessary measures, end quote. A Muslim Brotherhood spokesman said the protesters had no option but to stay put and warned that the order was, quote, paving the way for another massacre, end quote. Protesters at two major sit-ins in Cairo armed themselves with sticks and makeshift body armor and erected walls out of sandbags and makeshift gates to control who could enter the area. Many feel that this visible stand is their last and only bargaining chip in the face of an anticipated government attack. In recent weeks, Egyptian security forces have killed more than 140 pro-Morsi demonstrators. According to a new UN report, there has been a marked rise in civilian casualties in Afghanistan as international troops prepare to depart and hand over security to local authorities. In the past six months alone, over 1,300 Afghan civilians have been killed and twice as many have been injured. Those figures are up 23% since last year, but for women and children, casualties have jumped by 38%. This is partially because the leading cause of civilian casualties is bomb attacks, and the majority of those victims have been children. The shifting political and security dynamics and increased indiscriminate use of IEDs and attacks that deliberately target civilians have all contributed to the increase. 
Insurgents have stepped up attacks in areas where international forces have withdrawn and have focused increasingly on civilian administrative structures and personnel. Official polling hours have concluded in Zimbabwe's presidential election, marking one of the most significant challenges to Robert Mugabe's grip on power in more than 30 years. Citizens waited on long lines for hours, and a few polling stations were prepared to stay open all night to accommodate those who had queued by 7 p.m. Polling agents and party officials brought blankets so they could sleep next to ballot boxes in an effort to prevent tampering. Despite the huge voter turnout, concerns remain amongst the opposition that the election may be rigged. Some observers reported registered voters being turned away from polls, and there have been other irregularities noted across several districts. The African Union has officially approved the vote, citing a lack of conclusive, documented evidence of any irregularities. The counting of ballots is already underway, and final results are expected by Monday. And finally, India's government has approved the creation of a 29th state, Telangana. It would be carved out of the northern portion of the state of Andhra Pradesh. There have been protests calling for a separate state since the 1950s, and they've gained steam in recent years. Supporters of Telangana statehood say the drought-prone region is underdeveloped and often ignored by politicians in the more prosperous southern Andhra Pradesh. Residents from all of Telangana's 10 districts say they have been discriminated against in the allocation of state funds, water, and jobs. Not everyone in the region is happy with the proposed split. The new state would include Hyderabad, the current capital of Andhra Pradesh, and India's sixth largest city. For Telangana to become a reality, it must be approved by the Indian parliament, and the Andhra Pradesh State Assembly must pass a resolution. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara Mendoza, and Celine Muzon. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode, or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, and Paris at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us.